0: Howdy, folks. This is Mike Zolkoski from Come and Take It. This week, we're going to a flashback of a great episode we did for History Collage a few years ago about the amazing and wonderful Bessie Coleman. Enjoy this best of, and without further ado, here's the show. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It. A talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. For our segment of this collage, we're going to take a look at the first part of the 20th century and look at one of the great pioneers of aviation, Bessie Coleman, the greatest woman pilot of the 1920s. But first,
1: what's your favorite Gulf Coast fish?
2: I like the tarpon, just because I like saying the word tarpon. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well i don't know if it's my favorite fish but one of the most memorable fish that i remember catching as a child was what we called croakers i don't know what actual kind of fish they were i just know when you caught them and held them out of the water they would croak yeah, Sounded kind of brr. like a frog yeah. but we threw them back because they were trash
0: uh and i love the often edible red snapper mm. or the red drum Anything with red in the title, really. Red rum is pretty nice. I like the Merlot fish. <laughs> well, and you can't forget the crayfish,
2: which is awesome.
0: That's Louisiana garbage fish. We don't eat those here. <laughs> there have been lots of great women in Texas history. Some were pioneers who scrapped out an existence at the edge of the prairie, like Jane Long, and others who reached the top of the normally male-dominated political world, like Ann Richards, Barbara Jordan, or Kay Bailey Hutchinson. Still others had unique acts of heroism that cemented their legacy in the story of Texas, such as the Alamo witness Susanna Dickinson and the angel of Goliad, Francita Alves. And others were great because they dared to dream of doing things that had never been done. Today we're going to take a look at the life of Bessie Coleman, a native of small-town Texas who became the first
1: African-American woman pilot in American history. She was born in East Texas to poor sharecroppers in 1892. She was raised on a farm outside of Waxahachie, which is just south of Dallas. Though her one-room school was segregated, a four-mile walk away, and only went through the 8th grade, Bessie excelled at reading and math. Her life was hard, with her father leaving the family when she was 9, but she managed to save enough money to go to one year of college in Oklahoma when she was 18. By the time she was 23, she was back home and working as a laundress. She'd had enough of Texas, and like many African Americans, headed out for Chicago. She wanted to be somebody instead of nobody.
2: In 1916, Chicago had a vibrant black population, and Bessie, living with her brothers who'd already moved there, got a job as a manicurist. She became entranced by stories of soldiers and pilots returning from World War I. As the war ended, she got more and more serious about wanting to become a pilot herself. She tried to get flight training, but even among the black community of Chicago, no one would teach a young black woman to fly. In 1920, she decided to go to Paris, where the Fédération Aéronautique Internationale, which is the International Aviation Federation, had no segregation or prohibition against females learning to fly. In 1921, she became not only the first African-American woman to gain an international aviation license, but in fact, she became the first American to do so at all. Not even a year after she left, she returned to the U.S. a media sensation.
0: Of course, getting her license and actually being a professional pilot in the 1920s were two very different things. The main way aviators earned a living at the time was through barnstorming, and that's touring the country giving aviation demonstrations and war surplus biplanes. Unfortunately, to do so, she needed to have some advanced stunt training, and again, she couldn't get anyone in the States to give her lessons. So she returned to Europe, where she learned not only from wartime aces, but even took the time to study advanced aviation from Anthony Falker and other legendary early aircraft designers. When she returned to the U.S., she became one of the premier exhibition flyers, establishing herself
1: as Queen Bess and the world's greatest woman flyer. Despite several crashes and criticism that she was a showboat, it's kind of her job, (laughs) Bessie was one of the great celebrities of her day, but she also used her fame and position to try to benefit more than just herself. In an age of segregation, she refused to perform at shows that wouldn't allow blacks to attend or required them to use a different entrance or sit in a different section. She had a dream that she would one day be able to open her own flying school for African-Americans, men and women,
2: because she said, You have never lived until you have flown. Sadly, she wouldn't live to see her dream. In 1926, she and her co-pilot were killed in a plane crash caused by mechanical failure flying from Dallas to Florida. She was only 34 years old. In the ensuing years, Bessie became forgotten by the general public and even the aviation world, which soon became fascinated with a new group of aviatrixes, such as Amelia Earhart. But the barriers she broke down could not be denied. In the 1990s, her legacy began to be reexamined, and much-deserved accolades started to roll in. Chicago and Waxahachie both named streets after her, the U.S. Postal Service issued a stamp honoring her, and a number of biographies and children's books have been published. In 2000, The Texas Aviation Hall of Fame, which is hosted at the Lone Star Flight Museum in Galveston, inducted her as part of the Class of 2000, along with Apollo astronaut Gene Cernan and Flying Tigers founder Claire Chenault. Once again, she broke barriers as she is the first woman and the first African-American to be so honored.
1: I can't believe that I've never heard of her before we researched this episode.
2: Uh, I had heard of her once a couple of years ago from the, uh, the other podcast, The Stuff You Missed in History, and they talked about her yeah and it is it's a remarkable story that we've totally missed. That said, in just after she died and for several years, her influence was felt within the African- American community in the aviation world in that several people tried at least to emulate her idea of opening the school. and there was some there was what's called the Bessie Coleman Flying Club and they're usually based out of California, some early African American pilots. But the thing is interesting about her, is from this club, several of the trainers who trained the Tuskegee Airmen during World War II were part of this club and had been influenced by Bessie. And as well as several of the t- the the Tuskegee Institute pilots, they had known about Bessie Coleman. And sh- her dream of flying inspired them. So she did have immediate impact and long-term impact, but then over the years, she did just kind of slip away and become less important. And it's very sad. And yeah, she's, it's a shame. It is. She's a great character. She had... There's a lot of things that she's interviews and stuff. She didn't put up with crap from anybody. (laughs) I mean, she, and that's the, that's the thing is her upbringing in Waxahachie in this small town. Like you said, Scott, she wanted to be somebody. She didn't want to be a nobody and working as a laundress in Texas. In Waxahachie, at her mom's house, was just not going to cut it, and she she went out in the world and did it.
0: Yeah, All I have to say, if, if I have to make a stop in Waxahachie, like at the gas station where I'm driving up 35, like I do feel like a nobody. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> just being in Waxahachie kind of <laughs> right. makes you feel like a bit of a nobody. Yeah. Um No, no offense, Waxahachie fans. You talk about this lost and hidden character. You know another. A great African-American episode we did was on Britt Johnson, who right. was this amazing cowboy, like this wild frontiersman who fought Indians and was just these insanely great
2: stories that we never heard about. And, and was very popular in his day, too. Yeah. He was very well known in his day. But today, you're right. He's forgotten. They're forgotten. And and that's that's the great thing about this show and about looking at history is we can find these unique characters That we didn't know about. Even someone that was famous, like Cree Taylor, we didn't know about him until we started seeing him pop up in all these narratives. That's part of the joy that we all find
0: as history podcasters is is that, you know, peeling these onion, these familiar, taking these familiar stories and peeling them back and going, oh, there's a lot more connective threads. There's a lot more interesting stuff that's just below the surface that you just you don't even have to look hard. You just have to get a book and just crack it just a little bit to find these really interesting people and stories.
2: Right. And and that's the thing about Bessie Coleman is she was a pioneer. We talk about Amelia Earhart and she justifiably did many great things, but she didn't have the resistance, have to go through the resistance that Bessie Coleman did to become a pilot and to become a well regarded and known pilot that Bessie Coleman did. And that's really what needs to be spotlighted on her is just the fantastic obstacles that she overcame through sheer will and gumption. And that is Texan. Through and through.
0: Gumption. Amen. That wraps things up for today. We're really glad to be a part of this collage and hope you enjoyed listening to Come and Take It. You can find more information about our shows and other shows at historypodcasters.com. You can also find us on Facebook or at brainstable.com. If you like the show, tell your friends and please leave a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas Texas wants you anyway. anyway.